0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Oaktown Boys, as we continue to ride this wave. Episode 6. Episode 6. It was another up and down week. Start us off, Dan. What happened?
1: Well, on Tuesday, we lost 9-6. to um, We scored six runs in the first two innings with uh, a lot of base hits. I think maybe even a couple walks. Um, they weren't hitting the ball super hard, but it worked. You know, they, We scored. We were getting hits with runners in scoring position, which is a thing that we had not been doing. Um, so, feeling good. Feeling okay. We scored three runs immediately gave up a two-run homer to Jordan Alvarez in the bottom of the first. Came back scored three more runs. Feeling okay but not great at that point point. and from then on it was just bad. It was bad, bad the whole time and it was almost like predictable because it was the, it was it was the Astros. Um so I don't know, Bassett was definitely didn't have his best stuff. He didn't seem terrible, but he ended up giving up six runs, you know, that's not good. Um, and yeah, Euron Alvarez destroyed us. He he hit two bombs. Two just huge bombs.
0: I really wanted Bassett to step up, especially after they put up three in the first. I thought, oh good, Bassett's on the mound today. This should be great. Yeah. it's unfortunate. Luckily, he still was named an All-Star later this week.
1: Which we, I feel like, maybe spoke spoken to existence with a bunch of other A's fans, but uh, b- very well-deserved. Congratulations, Chris Bassett. Um, Wednesday, ugh. Um, went up early, one nothing. uh, fell apart pretty quickly, we were down 3-1, to one. um, tied it back up in the 6th inning, um, Elvis Andrews hits a home run to tie the game, it was awesome, um, and then, you know, like it keeps, like, keeps happening, we just couldn't get, couldn't get a shutdown inning. Uh, weirdly sloppy defense, I feel like we've been playing pretty good defense most of the year, but not that game, and... You know, 100 run, lose by one run. So, um, two, oh for 2 uh, in, in a lot of ways. Painfully, painfully, painfully over for 2. Rough start to the series.
0: Yep. They turned it around Thursday, though. Yes. Montas stepped up big time. Totally. Ten strikeouts, one walk, one run. And then the typical big three also stepped up big time for the holds and the saves. Petit, Trevino, and Diekman. They were scoreless. One walk, one hit between the three of them. And it was just a totally much-needed victory. (laughs) Obviously, it's been a tough time as an A's fan lately. And so for Frankie to step up like that, especially with the rocky season he's had on a personal level, it was big time, especially against the Astros.
1: And I think this is one of those cases where Jake Deepin got the save, but Luchovino got the save in the eighth, actually. You know, like he just... That was... That was tough. There was Those were tough bullpen innings, and it was good to see him.
0: Trevino's got that sub-two ERA now. Beautiful. Crazy. And it was a rare instance of scoring early, taking a lead, and somehow not blowing it.
1: It was extremely stressful, but they held on.
0: So, awesome. It was a great day. Hoping it would be the start of a win streak. No, no, no. They haven't won two games in a row since June 16th. Uh, Friday, they lost 3-2 against the Rangers. Irvin was no-hitting them through five innings. Everything was amazing. The A's were winning 2-0 in the top of the sixth. And then all of a sudden, Irvin can't buy an out. So he didn't make it out of the fifth with any outs. Uh, He ended up getting charged with three earned runs through five. Romo came in and... He got charged with a
1: blown save? For, yeah. From, he, my recollection tells no, me no, he, no, he great, didn't he? Not? R- Irvin loaded the bases, and then I think either walked... Get, no, gave up a single that knocked in a run, and then walked the bases loaded. And then they pulled him. So he had only given up one run. And then Romo gave up a single. Okay. And two runs scored. But they are charged to, to yeah, the other Irvin's runs. But, so but then after that, that, after the single that he gave up... He was nails. Yeah, and if, it, if if he came into a clean situation, it would have been no problem. Yeah,
0: tough to blame him for giving up a single hit. But, yeah, overall, he pitched well. I mean, he continues his run. Wendelkin and Guerra also stepped up, kept it scoreless. The A's basically did nothing. They left 14 dudes on base. It was more and more of the same of big, possible inning, and no one's able to get the hit. So it was rough.
1: It's not even like we need two out hits. You know, they're loading the bases with nobody out, and we just need to get the runs home. It doesn't even need to be a hit. They just need to. We, I, mean, I don't know how many times we've popped out to the infield with the bases loaded recently, but it's been too many, way too many.
0: Way too many times. Saturday, they win again. So it's been <laughs> the roller coaster continues. Eight to four. It was a huge win. It was extra innings. The game went 11 innings. They gave up back-to-back home runs right off the bat, which was awful, and it just felt like another loss impending. And they returned the favor. Sean Murphy and Seth Brown went long. Seth Brown with the longest home run in the new Rangers ballpark history. I think it was 472.
1: 472 and like 111.8 off the bat. He squared it up. It was like one of those, you know they talk about like launch angle whatever, like the 17 to 37, and I feel like sometimes you just see guys hit it like perfectly. It's like a 25. Yeah, and he just, he's got a lot of power, and he showed it.
0: The A's took a 3-2 lead until the 8th inning, then the Rangers tied it. Both teams scored in the 10th, of course, with the freaking extra inning rules, and the A's managed to score 4 in the 11th. Uh, Piscotty with a huge 2-run home run. I'll I'll probably bring this up in a little bit. This is my moment of the week. It was the first time I felt relief during an A's game in, in a while.
1: Yeah, because they were up 6 4, and it felt okay, but it was not good it, enough. Yeah, yeah.
0: Not with the extra inning rule. So 8 no. 4, finally felt. I almost wanted to tweet out, like, oh, it finally feels like a safe time to think they might win a game, but it didn't really feel safe. No,
1: so. no, not safe enough to do something like that for sure.
0: They managed to do it. James Caprillion overall pitched great that day. He's been amazing all year long, and then five more relievers pitched. So, the A's are wearing their bullpen thin, and I think it's gonna come to a, a point of an issue at some point here. So
1: I I one hundred percent agree. But for now, it seems to be it seems to be working. So whatever. Um. We needed it. We needed that one badly.
0: That one was huge. That one maybe, I don't know. It's season saver. Seems it, it was. It faster. was
1: a pivotal. But they to lose that. It, game we would have we we, really we we still have a pretty good record. You know. I mean, it's it would have sucked for sure. And you know, like we're we're it's it would it, the sky wasn't completely falling, but we're just not like playing it. super well. You know, and it's like you're. If you're a good team, you're supposed to play well. You know that's a pretty direct correlation. You know those two things go hand in hand. If you're if you're good, you should play well. And we, I think we're good, but we only play well in very extreme, stre- very extremely focused pockets. It seems like, and that's a weird way to do it. I don't know if that's going to work unless we can time it right and have one of those pockets be the playoffs. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and then today, today was pretty great. Today was a pretty great game. Um, Bassett that. was amazing. He looked awesome. Um, the way, it, the same way he did not have anything against the Astros, it seemed like he pretty much had everything going today. He was he was looking good. He was looking really really good. Um, he's a he's always a little, you know, like um, acceptably wild. You know, I think like wild is part of part of the deal with Chris Bassett, you know? His um, arms and legs flailing Yeah, all he's out. all over the place. Wild is part of his game. But he was great. Seven innings, one run. Um, He was good. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch him pitch. Um, and Matt Olsen homered twice. And they were both bombs in completely different ways. Um, one was a just majestic, like, shot out to left center, and I think it went, like, 421. Um and the other one, I don't know how far it went, but it was like a rising line drive straight out to right field. He it, crushed it. A rocket. Yes. He absolutely crushed it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, bullpen held it down. No problems. Petit was great. And then Trevino continued to be great.
0: And should add that, well, Wild in his approach, Bassett only walked one dude in seven. So
1: Yeah, I, I think well he hit done. a guy, too, though. <clears throat> well done. He did, he hit it all got to hit a guy to scare him a little. He did. Uh, he Speaking hit. of
0: which, I got nailed in my men's league game today. During the A's game, I'd like to think it was good karma. As soon as I got in the car on the way home, Matt Olsen hit a second home run. Wonderful. My back hurts terribly, and I can't really breathe perfectly,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to put Corey on the high <laughs> If the
0: A's didn't win, I would have been incredibly <laughs> mad at baseball today.
1: Um, but yeah, so, we and now we're at the all-star break. So, winning three, out, winning three out of four going into the All-Star break, knowing that you probably should have won the fourth one pretty pretty easily. They, we, we get one hit. We get one hit in a clutch situation. in That game, we win that game. And um,
0: really, every game they're losing is by one run, and yeah. they could easily win with a few more things going their way.
1: And you just yes. hope that that starts to happen. But um, for now, I mean, I will totally take it. I will totally take it. I will take that for the end of the week. Were we... Where were we this week? Where would we go? Three and three. Three and three. I mean, yeah. Uh, oof. We should.
0: I don't know. If we want to start playing this game well, we might want to start predicting subpar records. But you know, that's not how we <laughs> like. Do just it. Go, for we're in, aces, go for one. Optimistic. Go for
1: one in five every week. I guess. Um,
0: well, I don't actually expect that. Three and three, uh, though. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's <laughs> we'll what they've get been doing. Predictions later. We're no, not actually yeah.
1: doing that. Yet. No, 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 no. It was just a little, just a little teaser. No big deal. It's
0: crazy, though. They're saying on the broadcast they have the most one-run games this year, and they were killing it in one-run games earlier this year, and now the record has caught up. It's all, I think it's about 500. Which and is well, probably what you're going to play. It's a stressful right? existence. It is. It really, really is. They were in and first place most of the time. Now they're not. They're and... in the contention, obviously, but every game they're losing or winning by one run. It's true. It's, and it's never the... stress-free, fun baseball. I mean, it's always fun, but it's never. It's
1: baseball. entertaining. I don't know if it's fun. You know, it's, it's engaging. Not good for my blood pressure. It's engaging. No, it's not. Um, and and I mean, I if you're if you're playing a lot of close games, then you got to be paying a lot of attention to the details. And I feel like I it just seems like there's every single game there's just been like a little mental slip. Someone does something bad, and then you lose. And it's like, ah, how is this happening so much for a team that's twelve games over five hundred? Like, why does it feel like it's happening all the time? All the time anyway though
0: moments of the week I mentioned mine was the Piscotti two run home run against the Rangers to finally get some separation in a baseball game and it actually held it felt so good it was also just great to see Piscotti hit a home run his first home run in over two months it's his fifth of the year been feeling a little bit pessimistic about Piscotti lately and then of course right on QE it's a home run made me want to just text out Piscotti too high to everybody I knew Yes. so I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping he can turn it around. Love the dude, but
1: he's had a rough time. (laughs) It's just tough. He's had a rough time, but he really did hit. He really hammered that ball, and it was fun to watch because he really. I have missed it. You know, when he's playing well, he's really really good. He made a diving catch today too. That was awesome.
0: And it it seems like he's generally hitting the ball hard. It's just finding the glove.
1: Yeah, which happens, which happens. But uh, my moment of the week um, was just kind of Lou Trevino in general. Every time (laughs) Lou Trevino pitched this week, he was awesome. You know, he, he has a tendency to walk people, and he'll put, like, a couple people on base, even at his best, which I think he may be at right now, honestly. Um, he's he's great, though. It's I I believe in Trevino and I didn't know if I was ever going to say that again. So, just the fact that I can believe in Trevino again is my moment of the week for sure. Because there's very little to believe in, in that bullpen right now consistently. So, I'm happy that we have him at the back end, because that makes me feel a little bit better about everything else that you're, I'm not so sure about.
0: Is he as good as he was in twenty eighteen now? I think like, he's better. Like, he the numbers are better I for sure. I guess he's better. Watching him, it still feels like more of like a questionable thing.
1: Well, I think we've seen it go wrong so many times now that I think we're cr- yeah. In twenty eighteen, it had never cr- gone. British. In twenty eighteen, it had never gone wrong. It's true. All we ever knew was that success. Well,
0: until the wild card game. That's yeah. I well, I mean. That. <laughs> Thoughts, feelings generally. I feel ready for an All Star game to, and I want to watch Matt Olson hit some bombs.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: I don't totally. really care about the All Star game itself. Uh, I think the A's probably needed a break. So yeah. Yeah, I mean it's time it's, for a break, as you said. Three and four going into the All Star break. They really could have been much, much worse.
1: They really waited until the last second, but they did pull it together. Three know?
0: games back of the Astros, the uh, the Yankees let oh, the A's down big God. And, uh, they are winning by
1: four. I no, think. they were winning by five. Yeah, they gave up six It was runs. seven to two going into the bottom of the ninth inning. And the... Yeah, Yankees gave up five, oh, six yeah. runs in the bottom of the ninth inning to lose the game, punctuated by a three-run home run by Jose Altuve, which is just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It's unbelievable.
0: They are just the ultimate blower of big leads late in games right now. Totally, which totally. Is-
1: on and, one and, hand,
0: really cool to see, because I don't love the Yankees. On the other hand, I wanted them to beat the shit out of the Astros. They really
1: needed to beat the Astros, and it, it did not happen. It really did not happen. And they were doing it, and then it fell apart. But, I mean, I guess, I as has come up a few times recently, better to be an A's fan than a Yankees fan right now. So True. Um, alrighty, well, I think as, you know, as we... have. Are, we are getting hot into trade season now. Um, I think the dominoes are going to start falling here pretty soon. So... That's right. We, we got our eyes on... We pick some people. We pick some people from some teams that we think are going to be making trades because they're not very good. Um, some of them we've talked about before. We'll revisit them real quick. Um, but we got to mention them. Um, some of them we hadn't talked before about. And honestly, looking into this, I got kind of stoked about some of these ideas. So... I don't know how many of them were realistic, but it would be cool. Some of them would be cool for sure.
0: I came up with some dudes. You came up with some dudes. Uh, I'll, I'll start off. I was looking at the Pirates. They've got Adam Frazier. They've got Brian Reynolds. I, I think Brian Reynolds is probably not going to get traded. But Adam Frazier is coming up on free agency soon. Richard Rodriguez is this... Reliever they've got they've had him for like four or five years he's putting up ERAs in the two threes I believe he throws hard. I'm thinking maybe pair up Frazier and Richard Rodriguez. We've talked about Nelson Cruz on the Twins. We've mentioned the Mariners and Kendall Graveman. I would I would love to see Kendall Graveman and Mitch Haniger paired up. Absolutely sent over to the a- yeah I mean
1: I but I mean as you we were talking about this a little bit earlier it's like the, I don't know the Mariners aren't. They're not really fading enough to sell, I don't that, think.
0: That trade is becoming less and less likely every day. Yeah. I've got a few more. What are some you've got?
1: Um, I was looking at the Cubs pretty hard, actually, because they're. I mean, the Cubs are not very good, and they're like a very expensive, not very good team, you know, which is like that's inversely proportionate. It's not what you want to be doing. So, I mean, I. If Javi Baez played well after we traded for him, Javi Baez would be cool. But if we traded for Javi Baez and he kept hitting two hundred, that wouldn't be that cool. It would be cool to watch him play short. Um, but I don't really know. That would be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if that would like, you know, give him a little bit of give him a little bit of a spark. Maybe have him back hitting better again. I bet he can um,
0: literally play any position. Yeah, except for catcher, maybe.
1: But. Yeah, but so I I that would be I'm a I'm a little tentative about Baez, but I like that idea. Um, I really like Chris Bryant. I think I Chris, love, Bryant. The Chris, love the Chris Bryant, the Chris, the Chris Bryant. I would be A's really cool. If the front
0: office wants to go for it, I think they trade for Chris Bryant and you Craig Kimbrell. Him in anywhere too, like I Chris, think he can play outfield, third base, second base.
1: I think you, um, if you're really going for it, yes, that's the team that you that you match up with very well because the Cubs. I think the Cubs have the most and are doing the worst. You know they have like the most stocked cabinet full of assets for a team that's probably going to be selling. The possibility um, of a Kimbrel, Kimbrel a Bryant. Really adding Kimbrel and Bryant would be we would be really really you know I mean we're good we'd be better, you know that would be we would get much stronger. Um, so yeah, the Cubs for sure. Also, um, Joey Ryan, Joey Ryan's a left-handed reliever. We need another lefty on the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, we need another we need another lefty. So. Um, yeah, um, that's it for the Cubs, basically. I think I Baez, Brian, and Kimbrel, absolutely, and then anything else, sure. I mean, you know, if they if they can get some relief arms, then absolutely. But uh, yeah. and then I was also looking at the D-backs. Yeah, the D-backs actually have some names that I like a lot. The Peralta
0: and Escobar names are copping off the list. Peralta,
1: today. I like. I might even like Nick Ahmed more than Escobar. I think getting the ball. He's, I mean, I know he can hit the ball. There, I know there have been periods of time where he's hitting the ball. You know, it seems like sometimes if guys are on a bad team, they do bad. And if they're on a good team, they do better sometimes. Um, and also, Noe Ramirez. Noe Ramirez is is dealing. He's pitching really, really well, and I feel like he wouldn't be very expensive. You know, that's kind of like you can expand a deal a little bit and make it include a guy. So, yeah, no, I mean, he's not hitting very well. He's,
0: he's a, he's a defense-first guy.
1: He, but I mean, he he he's got a little bit of pop. He's got a very positive eleven point nine career WAR. And I just first. feel like he, you know, he, I know he plays he plays short, he plays outfield. Um, okay, he could be useful. But could I'm be thinking, an
0: idea. I'm thinking a bigger bat, um, Peralta or Escobar.
1: I would David Peralta. If I if I'm the front office, I'm going David Peralta, and Noah Ramirez. I'm going after David Peralta, and Noah Ramirez. From that, from the from the Dbacks. Um, he's having
0: a slightly off year, but you know he could still hit.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, and he. When he's on, he's really good, you know, like, re- extremely good. And he would look good in an A's uniform. I know he'd look good in an A's uniform. Um, what, what else you got?
0: I think the Rangers got a few dudes the A's could use. Um, the Rangers are doing nothing this year, and well, for one, I don't ever want the A's to face Mike Fulton. I got it. I don't know.
1: Fulton. Fultonovich? Faulty. Fultonevich. Fultonevich. I think it's Fultonevich. We'll go with Faulty from here on out, though. I think Mike Fultznevich,
0: aka Faulty, uh, would be a great pickup. For one, he kills the A's, and two, he had a great couple years in Atlanta. So I don't think that he's really far and gone or anything like that. Kyle Gibson, if the Rangers would be willing to part with him, would be awesome. Yeah, so that's he interesting be
1: because worse. he doesn't—he doesn't really fit their window. You know, I mean, like
0: the, yeah, the Rangers aren't close.
1: Yeah, so you'd think that he would. I don't know. I mean, he if if they make him available, it's gonna. He's. they probably. It's. It's one of those years. He's probably gonna. That somebody's gonna give, give something crazy for him. Yep, and not um, to
0: mention Joey Gallo and Ian Kennedy in the bullpen. Who's yes, found like a career resurgence in the bullpen, so.
1: I have had a baseball crush on Joe Gallo for like his entire career, so if he can find a way yeah. to the A's, that would be just fucking ideal.
0: Especially a year or two ago when he started on base in, like four hundred on the regular. Yeah. So that's four dudes. If the A's can find a way to get one of those guys, I'd really like that.
1: Um yeah, and then and then the t- the last one I the last one I had was the Tigers. Um Gregory Soto. Um he's actually an all star. He's our all star. Um but I, I mean, I I remember watching him pitch against A's, and he hit like 100, 101, and he's a lefty, and he's dude. a big dude, yes. and he's gnarly, and I think we should... I mean, I, they're prob- I think they're probably going to trade him, because I think he's the only guy of any value that they have, but I don't know, maybe they don't.
0: He also still um, seems like a little bit of a gamble, like who knows how he'll yeah. really be, but yeah, I remember when the A's faced the Tigers earlier this year. I was like, wow. This guy's like yeah, one hundred one hundred and really, one. Really hard. And he's um, got just like a crazy funky motion. Yeah, and like a
1: kind of a, a, a like a little bit of a sidearm yeah, slot action. Side arm and thing. so lefty on lefty, you have like a hundred and one coming at your ear. No That's fun. like not cool at that. all. But anyway, um but and also right-handed hitter. Daniel Norris. Um more as I said, because I think we need we gotta add a lefty. And Daniel Norris is a lefty. And he's been better out of the bullpen than he was as a starter. I don't think he's ever going to be like great, but I think he would be serviceable and probably not very hard to acquire. Yeah. Um, and then these last two, I'm actually really stoked on. Uh, Nico Goodrum. I don't know if they would trade him, but if they would, that would be cool. Switch he's, hitter? I think he's a switch hitter, and he plays all over the field. And we should totally trade for Robert Grossman.
0: Switch
1: so hitter. We should absolutely. I don't know why we haven't already traded for Robbie Grossman. We
0: should ne- never should have let
1: him go. I. Well, this I mean, whatever. Whatever. I. He is. He's an A. He's an A through and through. And we got. I. We really need to bring him back. If you're, if you're listening, David Forrest or Billy Bean, go get Robbie Grossman. You know you want to. You know we need him. Um. Okay. So what are you? What we What do we have to give away?
0: Grossman's also an Astros killer. Um, so I'm thinking the most realistic option to trade for someone of redeeming value is trading one of puck or Lazardo. It just seems like the most obvious choice to me, especially because as an A's person, they're almost a little tainted at this point. Like it might be nice to get them off our hands. Um, all that being said, I'm still pretty optimistic about both of them. I think Puck just had a great, nice outing, actually, in, in Vegas. Yeah. Anywho, I think, unfortunately, maybe they've been playing so terribly, though, that no one really wants them. Yeah. So, so let's uh, forget about Puck and Lazardo for, for a second. Austin Beck's in AAA now. I have no idea if anybody would be willing to take him off our hands. We've talked mm. about how it would, that could be a fun person to trade. Nick Allen, I think, is Probably valued pretty highly by
1: everyone. I would imagine. I mean, it. It just seems so fluky, because a lot of the things he's doing were not not even in his draft profile yeah, like at all. The ball yeah, hard. hitting the ball really, really, really hard. Um, but also, if that's what he's gonna do, I think we should hold on to him. I think he should be our shortstop. You know. But also, if it's fluky, you trade him. You want to trade him. You know. Yeah. Um, but huh. I don't know. I mean, he, I think for sure, yeah, I put Logan Davidson on there. Nick Allen is, you know, closer. It, well, and is much, I think it's yeah, much better regarded at lead this point. He's
0: uh, USA to Olympic glory. And
1: then he's our starting shortstop and we win the World Series. Yep. Um, Lazarita, I think you can probably, he's still so young, you can probably, he's still got tons of potential. Yeah. You know, he's struggling a little bit. These but,
0: last three, including Lazarita, I think maybe have the most like hype surrounding them. Kind of yeah. like. Level of mystery to them. Yeah, that excites people. Mm-hmm. Lazarito and Robert Poisson. I think that's how you say his name. Um, he, I think he may be one of our better trade chips. Just like a high value international prospect, super young, C- could be amazing one day. Seems like
1: yeah. It seems like they. There is the chance that he's great.
0: And then future Oakland A's MVP. Three times over, <laughs> Tyler Soderstrom. <laughs> uh it's probably untouchable, I would sure hope so. Yeah, I think I don't there's ever no see him play for anybody but he, is he is all of a
1: sudden a super prospect. You know. Yeah. I mean he's I don't know I don't remember the last dude that we drafted it was instantly hitting this well.
0: Apparently he struck out in the futures game, so bummer. But no one needs to know how good he is except for us. Dalton Jeffries is another name, I guess, could be traded. I haven't actually thought about this one.
1: I mean, I don't, and there's, we don't have like the strongest farm system of all time. You know? Um, So it's tough because, you know, like you get down to like lose Barrera, which is like number seven for us, but I don't think that's. And we watched
0: him play, and I don't think anyone's like pining for him. Well,
1: and, you know, I mean, you look at it, Puck's number two, he's 26. Jeffries is number four, he's 25. Barrera's number seven. He's twenty five. Deekman's number nine. He's twenty six. It's it's kind of crazy that some of these dudes are even still prospects and aren't just
0: yeah. They're they're major league ready. Yeah,
1: they are. But um, we which is a bonus in some. That's true. That's true. I mean, we have reserves, but uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how what the what if anything that the if any value they have to other clubs so i have to bring this up because it was relevant um do you think there's any chance that we may need to make a change at third base coach he
0: he being
1: mark katze who we love dearly
0: may have been part of the issue in the recent stretch of bad losses there were several plays at home plate where the A's got utterly gunned down. And so... Brings the question to mind. Should the runners have been sent? Yeah. And Mark Hotze was the man sending those runners. So, and it was...
1: There were three instances that stick out in my head. Mm. You know, and like... In a series. And I mean, he got three runners thrown out at home plate in a series.
0: I heard Ken Korak say, after maybe the fourth one... um, the the first three he thought made sense to send him, and the fourth one didn't. I don't remember. Which well, one I mean, I think
1: the last one was he sent he sent Sean Murphy. So many. On a, on a on a pretty lazy fly ball to right field, and he was out by. Not to be hyperbolic, probably like seven or eight feet. Yep. You know, like he, when the catcher caught the ball, I think he went into kind of a cursory slide, but it was just. Painfully obvious that there was no chance that he was going to score, you know. And I just don't even know. I don't even know what he's thinking. It's just crazy, you know. Like you, I. It, and I feel like your third base coach shouldn't be coming up. It shouldn't be coming up, honestly. And if it is, that's a problem. And it's coming up. Yeah. So I think they probably won't. They won't. It's not like they're going to fire him and bring Ron Washington back. As much as I want oh, them man. to do that, that's, but
0: that's the ticket. Yeah. Bring, bring back Ron Washington
1: but in lieu of that. I think maybe
0: part of the issue was playing in Houston, at least for that one where Michael Brantley pegged somebody down at home plate recently. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's a short left field. So that one's hard to judge. That one's a little different than usual. I think anybody could make a mistake there easily. So I'll give him a pass on the Houston one. I don't know. I think maybe he shouldn't have sent one or two of the runners in the recent week. Yeah, But overall, it's, it's what it is. So you try and be... Well, and maybe it's better to be aggressive. You try and be aggressive. You try and be um, the person to push the envelope.
1: Yeah. And I guess every time you send a runner, you, you're you making someone make a play. And I guess we've just been... I mean, I guess this speaks kind of... It just feels like we've been unlucky recently. It feels like every time we've put someone in a position where they had to make a play, they're making the play. Just like every single person, every single time. And it's like, wow, okay, well... Another great throw home.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who we'd want to replace Katse with, necessarily. It's not like we have a great awareness of available coaching staff.
1: That's true. That's very true.
0: Um, You know, very fond of Katse. He's my dad's favorite A's outfielder of all time. He always loved to point out how he could get to balls without diving that nobody else could. Yeah. I've got a soft spot in my heart for him,
1: for sure. And he is... I mean, I know that also the third base coach does a lot more than just Great, deciding whether... Right, job, I'd say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: only really notice them when they send the runner home and they get thrown the plate. Or
1: don't. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. So I the, hope I he mean, sticks around. Yeah.
0: Someone else could maybe try being the third base coach. But we I hope just he stays on him the on staff. The bench maybe, yeah.
1: But. Yeah. Um. And I think the next thing that we should talk about is the draft. We yeah. the draft we got we both kind of got surprised by the draft today. I think on some level I knew it was today. Um and we were watching the A's game and you thought it was tomorrow.
0: Yeah, we had talked about how it's all star weekend or yeah.
1: weekdays.
0: Which is cool. Um it is. these are gonna be A pretty fun three days. It really is. So we have the draft. It's happening as we speak. Kumar Acker was just drafted by the New York Mets.
1: Which is kind of exciting. Leiter went number two.
0: Yeah, Leiter went two to the Texas Rangers. Let's hope he never makes it to the Texas Rangers. (laughs) So it's going to be fun to see who the A's get. What are we, number 26? 25. 25. So, yeah, hopefully somebody amazing is still left on the board. We'll see.
1: An amount of time later. With
0: the twenty-fifth selection of the twenty-twenty-one Major League Baseball draft, the Oakland Athletics select Max Muncy again. I didn't see that one coming. No, if you had told me that this morning, I would have just said that's a stupid joke, Dan. Yeah. Who did they really pick? Yeah. Uh, turns out there's another guy named Max Muncy.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a high school high school shortstop. He's. Seems to be it seems to be a pretty good hitter. You know, it's tough to it's tough to figure out when people are eighteen, you know, but um all the everything that we can find looks pretty good. Seems like it's pretty good news. Six foot one, hundred and eighty pounds. Played
0: at Thousand Oaks High School <laughs> in Thousand Oaks, California. The last guy the AA's named picked named Max Muncie, ended up being an all star caliber baseball player not that that has any bearing on the situation. I mean,
1: in his 20, 2021 season, he hit 459 with 11 homers. Team went 29-1 and, and they won the Southern Section Division 2 championship. He hit four grand slams during the season. So, um it's exciting. It's always exciting, you know. I mean, it's uh it's cool. The draft is fun. We I, I we've watched a couple. This is definitely not the first draft we've watched. We watched Kyler Murray draft, which was unfortunate, but um, yeah, this it, good time. I'm glad we watched it.
0: Interesting. So he was ranked as high as twenty five by CBS, uh, mostly in the thirties, forties, low fifties among the other baseball media outlets. So yeah, it seems like kind of a typical Oakland A's pick, a little bit before other teams would have taken him most likely. Uh, but, I don't know, clearly the A's like his athleticism and his potential for growth.
1: And as do I. You know, seems and, uh, he's already got a little bit of pop. That's a good amount of homers in high school, you know.
0: It does remind me a little bit of the pick last year when, you know, I I didn't know who Tyler Soderstrom was. And no. He was a high school dude, and he's raking now. So, yeah. let's see how it goes. Let's that. hope
1: Max Muncy follows that same profile, and he follows the same footsteps as the other Max Muncy just for us. Max Muncy V2. Max Muncy on the A's. That's um right. And uh, that's the only pick they have today. So. Good way to exercise
0: the demons that are the fact that we let Max Muncy go.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if anything, uh, obviously there's more rounds. There's a ton of rounds. We'll probably talk about a few of a few more of the picks next week. But that uh, the rest of that's happening tomorrow. It's only a first round today. So um, first round of the compensatory picks. So um, that's it. That's that's all for the draft. But uh, yeah, interesting. Welcome to the welcome to Oakland, Max Muncy. Welcome aboard. Uh, Moving on. What's the coolest thing you saw this week?
0: coolest thing I saw this week was another Padres game. I should probably start watching different baseball games. But it was Daniel Camarena making his, I believe, second appearance in a Major League Baseball game, at least for the Padres. And he hit a grand slam off Max Scherzer, reliever, like a 10-year-plus minor leaguer. From San Diego.
1: Yeah, and he had had maybe, it was something like two or three plate appearances in the minors. Like, he had okay. never, he had ne- he never hit.
0: And, yeah, hit a grand slam to bring the Padres back within a few runs. And they ended up coming all the way back from an eight-run deficit to win the game, nine to eight. So that's pretty awesome. His family was there. The video of it is amazing. You can see his mom and his brother going crazy. And, yeah, I can only imagine it was one of the better moments of his entire life. Well,
1: and also, as consistently is true, the call was incredible. Yeah, Dan Orcio, I believe. Yes, the call was incredible. You know, the Vodred calls are always incredible. Um, My moment of the week, um, just another, you know, Shohei Otani doing something that other people don't do. Um, He... Hit a 89 mile an 89-mile-an-hour fastball from Marco Gonzalez into the third deck in right field at Safeco. Wow. And that is crazy, because that's a bomb. I think they said it was like 463. Um, but that's just... People don't hit balls up there.
0: Dude, we've been in the upper decks at Safeco, and it's far.
1: And they were interviewing... The, Timo- they There were five <laughs> dudes sitting up there. They, were, they interviewed the dudes after the game. And they were talking to one of the guys, and he was like, yeah, he hit it, and... It started kind of coming at us, and we were like, "Oh!" And then it started; it kept coming at us, and we were like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and he 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 said, same as I just said, like, "You." N- we thought there's absolutely no one can hit the ball up here, you know. Like they had the, their Mariners fans; they said they'd been to a lot of games, seen a lot of home runs, and it's just you don't even consider that someone can do the things that he's doing. Um, so that was cool. It was super cool. It was a mega bomb.
0: Shohei is amazing. It's going to be awesome to see Shohei versus Matt Olsen in the championship round of the Home Run Derby tomorrow.
1: It's going to be extra cool.
0: Today. Whatever day you're listening to this. Um. So yeah, we have All-Star Festivities. Should be really cool to see Bassett and Olson get celebrated for a few days. Absolutely. I'm super bummed about Acuna's knee injury.
1: Oh my lord, it's that's so a, bad.
0: That's such a damper on baseball. In the All Star Game. Um, anywho, A's games coming up are against the Indians Friday, Saturday, Sunday at home. That should be a really fun weekend.
1: Yeah, they're actually they're like three and seven in their last ten. So hopefully we can hopefully we can catch them in that continued downswing a little bit.
0: We again failed our predictions last week. Um, we got three games to predict. Yeah. I'm thinking. A nice, tidy, three-game sweep. I'm going big.
1: I was going to say the same thing. I agree. <laughs> I, think, I think we're 3-0. I think we sweep them. I, wait, have... I, I I I think that's what's going to happen. And also, on top of that, that's really what needs to happen.
0: It is kind of. Two you know, games against the Angels after that. Um, so a five-game homestand be be really nice for them to play well. Yes, it would. And they've, as we've said, won three out of their last four. I'm um, not going to mention what they've been doing for the almost month prior to that. But three out of four going into the break. They're three games back of the Astros. Things could be much, much worse. Yes, they could. Right in the thick, right in the thick of it with a lot left to go. As for general predictions of the players, I was correct with my prediction of a Matt Olson home run. In fact, he got a lot. I think he got four this week.
1: Yeah, he did. And I predicted that Seth Brown was going to homer,
0: ding ding ding. And
1: he hit the longest homer ever at in Texas. That's a lot of homers. So um, yeah, good week. Good week for predictions. Not I actually actually well we we did make modest record predictions. so I think we are actually pretty close on those ones too. Well yeah so okay good good prediction week man we have a pulse for ooh, this team. Ooh,
0: ooh. I have a great prediction. My prediction is Matt Olson wins the home run derby, or this is a little bit cheating, or. Is the most beautiful p- person participating?
1: <laughs> I think that he's already won that. Shohei may win. He Shohei's probably gonna win. We'll see. Um, my prediction for the week. My prediction for the week is that we have new players by the time this podcast happens again.
0: Wow! Wow! That would be fun.
1: So, hopefully. We need to do something.
0: I would, I would love a nice Ray Durham, Tommy Lastella, John Mabry mashup just to join the team. Yeah,
1: you know? totally. A perfect. That's what we need.
0: Perfect player to take him to the postseason.
1: That's what we need. That's, that's exactly what we need. So we'll see. But that's what I think. I think they're going to make a trade. That is it for episode six. We did it again, Corey.
0: By golly, we've done it.
1: Um, Alrighty. Well, that's it. See you guys next week.
0: Tally ho.